Wake up! Good morning, family. It's time to rise and shine and wake up to your potential. I'm actor, speaker, dream maker, coach, Ben Curtis. And I'm Daniel Tuttle, Access Consciousness Certified Facilitator, Intuitive Healer, and Transformational Speaker. We are your hosts here on Wake Up Wednesday, your box-breaking, courage-creating, inspiration-making podcast about choosing to live your best life and waking up to your potential. What magic did you truly be? Has been asleep, and if you decided to wake up from, would change your reality forever. Let's find out. Good morning, world. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, everybody. You ready to wake up? <laughs> Happy hump day or whatever day you're listening to this now or later. Day. That's right. You exactly. get to create this day however you want. This could be your Saturday if you want to. Um, right. and Daniel, how are you this morning? Day. No idea what's ahead of you, but you're so freaking excited. <laughs> yes. I'm in I... New York. Daniel, you're in Mexico. I'm in Mexico. Yep. We're literally now. around the world right now. Um, I mean, physically, yeah. that's where we are. But energetically, we're really all connected. We're one. We're one with everybody. How is everybody doing? How are you guys doing? What's new? What's exciting you? There's a lot of energy going on with this new Aries eclipse. Mm. It's kind of like, you know, Aries has got a lot of confrontation involved. Ooh, right? I've dated some Aries. <laughs> Have you? Oh, yeah. Ooh. Oh my That's god. An combo, Scorpio right? and Aries. Yeah, watch out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's hot. Yeah. Until it's it is not. hot. It is exactly. Exactly. Hello, so Becky. What's... Hi, Becky. So what's been popping in your universe, Ben? You know, I, I obviously we've looked around us and we've seen uh this week there have been some some powerful public displays of aggression, shall we call it? Mm. <laughs> Yes. And I've been putting out some public displays of affection too. Um, I want to say, uh, never a fighter. <laughs> well, yeah, that's really, I try to lead with love because, and, and my fighting's always been from love. You know, I think this is, uh, actually as a kid, I remember the most violent I've been was as a child when I was felt so frustrated and like this injustice. And I just wanted to be like, make these things around me stop that I couldn't control. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think we had this great conversation with some friends over the weekend about whether or not uh, humans are um, inherently violent. And uh, my friends were like, oh, man, kid, no, look at us as kids. We're such lovers. And I was like, well, wait a second. I mean, also, what about when kids don't get what they want? Right. Or they get mad or they like are hungry or they need something and it's, they're not getting their needs met um or what they feel like they need right you know you you haven't taught them sharing yet like what happened you know there's some right. anger when you have to suddenly share or if you have a smaller sibling or someone comes along and takes your thing right there's lessons to learn but also you know we get mad but children who sometimes get mad at their parents who show that full display of emotions also, from a psychological scientific standpoint, trust their parents more. They feel safe to express their emotions. Kids right, who are exactly. afraid to express themselves inside of their home usually have, you know, had some abuse or something. So there's, are taught like to fear something, right? So we're trying to find a line of, yeah, of being safe. And when I was a kid, I, you know, I've talked about this maybe even last week and gotten so angry, I got violent. And then 
thank God for my mom and therapy and my family. My mom would say, well, like, tell me, I won't listen to you till you're telling me how you're feeling or, uh, or go right. outside and, uh, stomp around. But that still wasn't meeting my needs. And I, I grew up with this injustice. I felt like I had a father who's a priest and I felt like there's this authority and, uh, yeah. you know, and maybe I kind of owned things because my dad was head of the church. And, but I started really having issues with authority and that really messed with me for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and we had the events this week at the Oscars. Um, and there's a lot more that most people haven't seen actually like how, different right. people um you know and we formed opinions really quickly but daniel and i thought it would be such a great place to start and talk from yeah um and just you know i want to say and let, yeah exactly. yeah do it on that note i was the opposite kid right mm. i was the kid that um i swallowed all of my needs i swallowed all of my aggression i swallowed all of mm. my anger and mm. that too was not good. And also I had, I came from this like really Pollyanna home. Like my parents were so cool and, and, and so awesome and so supportive. And I think everything was so quote unquote perfect in my house. I didn't want to disrupt anything by being the one who had, who were things where, where there was anger or where I came home or even talked about being bullied. I never talked about being bullied and I was bullied like crazy on the schoolyard. You know what I mean? And I internalized all of that energy, Ben. And it's something that I think still to this day has forced me to look at how to handle and deal with those feelings in a completely different way. And it's so intense. It's so it's so a part of who I am that when I see on the outside, when I see people fighting or people arguing or something like we just we saw it at the Oscars, it makes me so scared. I get really, really scared and I get really nervous and I go, oh my God, what is this? And and um, what are they doing? And how can we keep the peace? So to the contrast to exactly what you said, and also I too developed a sense of, 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 um, of, I, I, authority was also something that was very hard for me as well, mm. because I never felt like anybody had my back, like anybody who was of, of authority, mm. I never felt like they had my back. Mm. I couldn't tell my teachers because my teachers would say, well, you need to deal with it yourself, you know, or um, any of that. So it's, can it's I, can I just ask something? This. Yeah, I want to yeah, ask something. I want to check in. And, you know, I just wrote to, I want to remind everyone, this is a dialogue. So even though you're mostly listening to us, if, if you're live, we like you're yeah. here and your energy, whether you're listening now or later is part of this. So this is a community effort. So I would just love to know anyone who is listening right now, paid to drive. Hey, brother, yeah. we see you. Uh, we would really love to hear what you relate to if you relate to one of these um like if you relate to daniel you know that you internalized it and you didn't feel like you had anywhere to go to or if you um which actually was how my sister was um my older sister so i watched her internalize it which probably made me even angrier because i yeah. was just like someone's gonna do something you know just flipping yeah. out i say i like came out of the womb like doing karate you know like it was just <laughs> am so embodied and you know and then we try to tell these kids no you have to sit down and be quiet and use your words and like you know that isn't even we haven't developed that language as a child to be able to do it but that's a great practice so anyway so who relates to that who relates to the physical um the the physicality the the outward expression of it and you know we're not one or the other but i'm just curious if you're listening 
where you stand, male or female or, or yeah. anywhere in between. Um, my buddy Glenn in New Jersey, he's listening from work. Hey, Glenn. He says uh, he, he had your experience hey, exactly. Um, he said the schoolyard yeah. teaches children to be do? warriors. Uh, and Paid to yeah. Drive said he was bullied at school. I was bullied too, but yeah. I also, there was one kid that I also bullied. Um, I think he was someone I could take out the aggression I felt on me onto someone else. You know, often we don't bully unless we feel either we we bully ourselves or someone else bullies us. Right. right? There's some injustice that comes out that feels like it needs we, to, right? Right. And 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 also it's interesting that you say that too, because where are we informed about our behavior and what is quote unquote right in these situations? Like where yeah. did you learn? Where did you learn this? This where did you learn this? Where did you learn this, Ben? That um, that you needed to um, stick up for yourself and fight and 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 then take your issues out on other people. Like where does that come from? Where did you learn that? I don't know. Um, it felt like it was a survive. Like it felt like survival. Like survival. my mom said also. Yeah. Um, as a kid, when she'd be like crying in the bathtub or really angry, like her, her father committed suicide and, uh, when she was 16 and he was her best friend, she was the oldest of, wow. of three. And she really felt so angry about that. Uh, and yeah. so much injustice cause she felt so abandoned. And I remember this anger that she carried with her. I could feel it as a kid. And I think, um, Anyway, she would say that I would I would try to make her laugh when she she would she has this memory and I sort of vaguely do. I was like three or four or five maybe and she was in the bathtub crying and she said I was trying to make her laugh. And that sort of became what I did. I was like the the clown in the house. I was the not only physical expression of anger, I was the physical expression of comic relief. You know, I felt like someone had to do that. That's why I started yeah. performing and like I started doing magic shows in my living room at age four uh there had to be some i mean that i also saw my dad at the pulpit every week um delivering a message and i could feel his anger so you know what my dad had an outward expression of anger i just saw it by saying that i remember him yelling and around the house um, and he would get all these headaches so that was probably exactly. his internalized wow. part because he was also suppressing his his um, innate homosexuality, which he, or bisexuality, this is the side of him that really was drawn to men and didn't feel permission to. He suppressed yeah. a lot of that. So I think, you know, it was, it was half and half. Yeah. Um, my mom also beat uh, the, the couch in the basement with a baseball bat sometimes to get out her anger. So, you know, maybe I, I inherited some of that from her too. Who knows? I remember watching my parents, like when my parents would get in just an argument about something silly, like money or something, like nothing serious, but they would get into this argument and this fight. And I remember a, a specific moment where I, actually every moment I would laugh at them. Mm. And one time my mom was so mad at me laughing at her. She was like, what do you think is so funny about this? And I remember looking at her and I was like, you guys look ridiculous. I was like mm. literally seven years old, you know? I was like, you guys look ridiculous. And they stopped. And they were like, ridiculous. Oh, you know, you'll understand when you're an adult one day or something like that. But I remember also looking at them thinking, I don't want anybody to look at me like that. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? And so that was something in which I, I was like, okay, you know what? I have to keep this appearance on the outside that I'm calm, I'm cool, I'm whatever. But, you know, for me, the the opportunity to really work through all of that stuff was not easy because I didn't have the tools that I have now. I didn't have the tools of meditation or I didn't have the tools of communication with, mm. with somebody uh, important. I never had a therapist. I never had any of that. So mm. for me, I took all of that energy and I threw it into my creativity and I allowed my creativity to kind of be that vessel for me. But still, still, Ben, it wasn't really until I actually, actually was able to, let's say, confront my own demons about the things that I was unwilling to see and just allow myself the space to say, you know what? It's okay to be pissed off every once in a while. Mm. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to handle things the way that you do you that that you choose, but also to make it more proactive. Because you know what I also realized is that by me swallowing all of that, I wasn't mm. doing anybody else a favor either. Mm. You know, how mm. can we actually empower others? How can we empower people to grow? How can we be a space of allowance for people? Mm. that actually gets them involved in a dialogue where there can be true healing, right? So let's refer just ever so briefly to the incident on Sunday at the Oscars. You know, there's no right or wrong here. We're not taking sides. That's not the point. The point is, is that how can, how could an opportunity like this in a similar situation that we've all been in at some point be handled in a way that was actually healing and would have actually communicated something to the world that um, that there's another choice other than slapping the shit out of somebody, right? Mm -hmm. So where or yelling person? or or whatever, you know, yeah, like that exactly. outward expression, right? And there's another choice in internalizing it also. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I so I want to ask you, Ben, because I see you as such an amazing communicator now. And look, you're a coach, you help men deal with all of these issues that they have as well. Um, what, what was that turning point for you where you realized that the way that you were going about communicating your thoughts, feelings, and emotions was not working for you and you chose something differently? Wow, that's a great question. Mm. Because I don't see you as that person right now. Like, yeah. I don't see you as that person who is, um, who's, angry or whatever you know we don't I live don't together day to day yeah um i mean i'll tell you one thing <laughs> oh so talk to your wife <laughs> as a yeah oh yeah i mean i'll tell you one thing as a professional actor like you know i, I hear that a lot people are like oh you're so even tempered i'm like yeah i do a really good job of um of like keeping that down probably um there was a moment the other day when my uh, wife and I were really angry in the house and we had just triggered each other's stuff. My abandonment complex was triggered and her childhood something. It was both, it was old childhood stuff. Literally, I triggered her anxious, her avoidant attachment and she triggered my anxious attachment, which are attachment styles if you don't know. And one's like wow. the runner and one's the chaser. And so that was happening and she was trying to set a boundary and I like couldn't handle it. I, I like felt abandoned and, and then she was using her words to try to create a boundary, but they were how she was taught was to use her words as a knife to protect her. Uh, that's, and that's how I felt. Um, I'll say that. And cause right. the other thing we're working on nonviolent communication is taking really responsibility for her words. So I, f I feel that she's very good at using her words to push me away. 
uh, in a way that wow. ca causes um, that I feel like she's very good at uh, pushing my buttons or, or saying something that that hurts that feels hurtful. So um, in that moment, I react out of hurt is anger. And so much of anger comes from hurt. There's a really beautiful talk about Adrian that we acknowledged um, Becky's cousin, uh, the sheepdog program. You can look him up on Instagram and Facebook. He's this incredible talk on anger. And it was so enlightening for me. I've been studying it for so long, but he said anger is a reaction, actually not one of the main core emotions, but actually a reaction. And most of the time it's to pain and to hurt. And I, I forget that so often. And that's a tool I'm still trying to, as I say this, I'm reflecting on your question, but um, that's a tool I've noticed that even when my partner's mad, I can be like, oh, she's hurt, you know? And immediately I want to go in and talk about it and say, oh, how are you feeling? But she's not ready to talk yeah. about it. She's in a place where she needs to process differently, right? So it's practicing giving each other yeah. that space to process, noticing when we're triggered and actually learning to let go a little bit. That is still very uncomfortable and very new to me unfamiliar to me um and noticing it so it's i'm a, not i'm not using hard or challenging or difficult right because i'm i'm actually right. actively creating this newly i'd say the I moment that you notice also, too go ahead i'm sorry i love that you're also acknowledging that it's a process yeah right you're oh, acknowledging yeah. that it's a process you're you're not saying yeah i've learned this and whatever you're saying like look I recognize that um, that I'm working on this, that we're dealing with it, and that I'm growing from it. And I'm also yeah. sharing my process with my partner, right? Yeah. Because usually relationships are where we experience this energy most, where we have the mm. most opportunity to 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 utilize that, yep. right? I love yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. You absolutely. know, um, I love this comment that uh, paid to drive. He says uh, we've used radical acceptance. We have to use radical acceptance, Teflon mind, and effectiveness. Do you want to be right or do you want to be effective? It's it's a it's a great it's a, it's amazing what you're saying because I have a phrase in my practice. I say, do you want to be right or do you want to do you want the light? Meaning, Ooh, do you want to? I like that day exactly. I'm gonna quote do you that do here. you is your need <laughs> okay? Is your need to be right greater than your ability to connect to the universe and and to hold on? to your beingness, your light. Because when we when we do find ourselves in that place of, of let's say, um, needing to be right, what mm. we're also doing is we're blocking off anything else that could possibly be. We're saying, nope, this is it. There is nothing else. This is my conclusion. And this is, this is the way it is. Yeah. And I love, love, love this term that you have here paid to drive, Teflon mind. It's so beautiful, but, and not, but, and I want to also make sure that the Teflon is something that just kind of rolls off of you, right? It's not mm -hmm. something that sticks. It's something that rolls off of you. And what can we do to be the space of allowing something to, allowing us to be able to receive what somebody else is saying to us, but still acknowledge it and not let it get to us. You know, mm -hmm. not being the space of where it takes that energy and forces us to do something that is outside of who we truly, truly be, you yes. know? So I love that. It's really And I cool. got something I want to share with you all. I got the answer to your question. 
Okay. I watched, and I'm going to share something else. I watched King Richard last night. I oh, hadn't cool. seen it yet. And I had been, I didn't want to watch a man be angry and mean to his kids, which is basically what I thought that film was going to be. And then I saw Will Smith respond the way he did. And then I really didn't want to see it because anger scares the crap out of me and violence scares the crap out of me. And like Hannah was saying, I used to shake from my own anger, mostly anger. My own anger has terrified me because I feel like I could murder someone with it. And that's why you don't see it, wow. Daniel. So it is very deep in me. And I feel like I was probably in battle at some point in a past life. But what happened in this life and like in King Richard, it's something I'm not going to give away a spoiler. It's in the trailers and stuff. You know, he gets beat down at one point. And I noticed that my acting out and my violence or physicality to try to protect myself didn't work. As a kid, I would just hurt other people or mm. those people, bigger kids would just hurt me or I'd just be in trouble all the time or it would create yeah. more anger and more pain. And that went on and on and on to the point when I started getting arrested as a young adult and then I would get angrier. And what does that lead to when you're in jail? Nothing. Wow. <laughs> Keeps you in jail Nothing. longer. And I would continue yeah. to get arrested and then that brought me opened my eyes to the injustice of to racial injustice, like to social constructs, because literally I was one, there was two white guys in an entire downtown holding cell in New York city. And I was like, Oh, and then I started to befriend everyone there. And then I started to feel what it was like to fit in and how easy it was to get arrested and to get arrested again. And just to become part of the system. And then I started working in the inner city schools and I saw how these kids had cops around them and bars on the windows and they had to go through metal detectors. And it was literally like being in prison. And I was, and then I went to, and then I'd see these kids in projects with bars on their windows and small spaces. It's like being in prison. And I just kept seeing and feeling how this physicality is not going to get us anywhere. And I even talked to like the black Israelites who would talk about the race war and which side are you going to choose? And I'd say, well, my parents work for refugees. We're going to be on your side. You know, we're going to be protecting you, but you know, and fighting back about and watching police beat down other people. It just like, there's no, no physicality was going to lead to any more action and protesting wasn't working either. So at some point I, and then I watched nine 11 happen in my backyard. And I think that was the tipping point for me because my anger I had to outcreate it because literally I started dying and imploding from trauma. And the more angry I got, the more sick I got. And then I poured more alcohol and drugs on it. And so the freedom and the key for it for me was to stop hurting myself and wow, to turn that amazing. anger and to release it. And so I got sober. I asked for help. I started praying, meditating every day, doing yoga every day and running every day. And I realized I had to put this into physical expression that helped my health. And then I had to talk about it, but I had to, to constantly embody and release this work so that I don't internalize it and that I do things that actively serve my passion to help other people. And that's when I turned it around. It was longer. Yeah. 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 So it was sort of a moment when I finally said, also, like after I got arrested yeah. from Dell and torn down from that, it was like, Thank you for letting me talk this out because I'm seeing it more clearly now. The moment it switches when I realize, again, if I'm arrested or hurt or in pain, that I actually I had to choose to stop suffering, 
my pain's in an inevitable, but I had to stop being a victim of my own suffering. And I had to start actively choosing something greater. And That's people amazing. like you came into my life and said, hey, keep sharing this. You know, I, did, I learned not to hide from my pain, but sharing it actually helped heal. So I, I, that is the most, first of all, thank you for that amazing, amazing, amazing moment of vulnerability and that moment of truth, Ben, because I think so many people can relate to what you're saying. And I want to acknowledge actually how you took all of that energy and you made it a part of your life's purpose. You mm -hmm. didn't make yourself wrong about it. You didn't say, yeah, this is a part of my past I'm embarrassed about or a part of my nature that I'm embarrassed about. I was in jail. I did this. I did that. And that's wrong and wrong. wrong I mean, wrong, I am wrong, embarrassed wrong. No, about, but I still dead. need to share it. Like, it's like, you know, I still real deal with that shame, but I'm going to be honest about it just because I'm human, you know? That's right. But look what you, but look what you're doing with it. You're what you're doing with it is you've established a practice in which you help other people find and utilize that energy to the best of their abilities. And so you have taken all of this energy and you've transformed it into something that can actually be of service to us and mm -hmm. to the world. And, and I just want to acknowledge that because what can we all do? What, where are we all making ourselves wrong for our past mistakes or our past behaviors or who we've been in the past? Where are we making ourselves wrong that if we actually chose to make it a strongness instead of a wrongness, we could change the fucking world. So bravo, thank you for yes. that. My pleasure. Oh, and Paid to Drive said too, he's like how everyone's obsessed with Ukraine-Russia conflict. It is devastating. Some people are choosing to live in fear every day and I was one of them until I let it go. I feel better, letting go is so important. And it doesn't yeah. mean that anything's wrong. You're detaching with love and you're still able to send love, but you don't have to constantly be in the suffering of it. Right? Yeah, it you can choose you something greater. Up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And exactly. I appreciate that you talk about it, Daniel, and the um and the downloads. You know, it still is an energy I'm afraid to talk about because of war and 9-11. It brings up old stuff, but how I heal with it is to continue to send love and then let it go right? Not to yeah, carry it around exactly. the rest of the day. Yeah. Paid to drive says, Whoa, Dan with the F bombs. Yeah, I know. You know, that's, that's, that's how I get my, my excitement out. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, one of those F bombs comes out and, and our producer will be so angry with me that I let one out, but Hey, you know, what? Well, we, well, we might've, <laughs> I don't know if she will. Cause it, either way, if we're like, we might've chosen the explicit, Spotify. We'll have to oh, ask good. her, <laughs> Becky, if you're listening, are we explicit or not? I can't remember if we decided we could curse, but either way, you know, it's a self-expression so we can choose what something greater. Explicitly awesome. Exactly. Yeah. We are explicitly awesome. And, and guys really, really, I want to really acknowledge this incredible dialogue that's going on today with everyone, with all of you on Instagram, all of you on Facebook and, yeah. and, and, and YouTube. Wow, this is exactly what our vision, the vision that Ben and I had for this um, this initiative, this podcast is about. So your contributions, all of our contributions today are the contributions that are really waking people up, waking up the world to greater possibility. Yes. And so, so thank you guys so much. Yeah, and we are taking your oh, thank energy. You, ben. So thank you. you. You being part of it. My, yeah, the 
feelings mutual. I mean, everyone here being part of it, listening now and later are really, you're, con you're contributing. We're taking your, your, uh, energy. Oh, great. So Becky said she labeled all of them as explicit. So we're Perfect. great. So, so I can fuck say yeah. fuck as much as I want. <laughs> I love it. Amazing. Um, oh, I love it. Then Paid I love to drive said we really so need more people in here. <laughs> so spread the word, motherfuckers. Let's get it out. This powerful <laughs> medicine out there. Thank you for Paid joining us. And please us comment and so let us know. Calling you Paid to Drive. What's that? <laughs> I just Say that again. Your name, Paid to Drive. You're fucking badass. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, please join I us same it. time, same place next week. And share this. Comment below. Let us know how you feel. Um, share your story with us and with the world so we can get this medicine out. We love you. Yes. Thank you, Daniel. Thanks, Pete. Thanks, <laughs> of Pete. <course>. Thank <laughs> you, Ben. <laughs> I love you so much, and I'm so grateful for you and so grateful for, for everyone. Thank you. Love Have you an too. amazing week, guys. And love all of you. Take care. Bye. Bye, guys.